You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, but what, we were in the middle of the psak of Rav Belsky about how to add water to the urn. And basically what he said, and as you can see, I'm going to uh, scroll down here, is that you have to boil the water separately and then pour it into the hot urn. Otherwise, the way urns work are, is that if it's a, if, the, if it's cold, if, it, if it's going to be um, cold water, then that is going to cause one element of the, of the metal uh, to start working and to become uh, uh, really hot. And that's being molded ash, which uh, the Rebelsky says is ash daraisa, according to the Rambam. And, and that's ash, but the iser is heilodas ash. So let me, exp- I don't know if I explained that well last time. You're definitely creating an ash, which is itself possibly only a byproduct of mukta. So it's an iser darabonon to do that. It's not the iser daraisa, because there's no iser daraisa being molid ash, but it's, a, a, it's an aspect of mukta on yontif of creating something new. Creating that light, creating that fire. So therefore, let's see what Rebelsky says. Okay. You have an oven and you have a pot in which the hot water is boiling. Now, of course, you have to make sure how the Lucas that you don't turn on the, the, the burners on the stove on Yontif. The burners were turned on before Yontif. If they are gas burners, mutter on a fuel beyond them. Those can be turned on on Yontif. Of course, again, we're going to see in a couple of minutes. These were the old stoves that had pilot lights. That there shouldn't be some sort of uh, electric uh, spark that that occurs, an electric uh, unit that opens when the oven gets turned on which I think all ovens have now. Maybe when Ravelsky wrote this, there were some that were still in use, but almost every oven today has that. So we'll see how do you, um, yeah, so it's almost, uh, you almost always have to keep the oven on from before, the burner on. You can't use a match either to throw into the, you know, to get the uh, fire going underneath the pot of hot water, because that's another issue. That's the same history of putting the water into the urn. Because that's, again, an history of the Rabbonin of actually generating a fire from nowhere by, again, even though it's potentially chemically in the match, but you're not allowed to do that on Yontif. That's Haylodas Eish, Hotsas Or. So then, once you have hot water that is boiled halachically correct, the fact that, um, and we know that the uh, the smaller aspect, the one that controls the uh, LED, the one that controls the um, uh, the indicator, is not is anyway going to stay hot, stay red, or whatever it is. That you don't have to worry about anyway. So the worst it is is a chroma. And therefore, that wouldn't be the problem anyway. Now, the other question Rabelsky was dealing with was something that seems to have been a, a, a shy that he had to actually, uh, was probably asked him directly, was that on Yontif, especially, I guess, on a Shuas night when everybody's coming in and, and 
and going to the back and having coffee and cake and things like that. So the hot water is escaping from the uh, from the urn. Uh, and I, you, you explained this to me last time that this was a huge dud and that you wanted the non-Jew to come and pour water in there and ask the non-Jew to put it in there so we're going to have some nice hot water for people to have coffee. So he says you can't do that. That's asking a guy to do something that's also. Now, it's true. You're going to say it's only the Rabbanan. You're going to say, well, Tanyantif. Tanyantif, the only Isser is, is creating the Aish, which is only the Rabbanan. And the Isser of telling a guy to do something for you is also only the Rabbanan. So it's Shvus de Shvus. Okay. So it's a Shvus de Shvus. Shvus de Shvus. Let's allow it. Let's well, on, on Shabbat, it would be asking him to do a melacha, menatora. To ask Dennis to put the hot water in the urn on, on, on Shabbos. Shabbat, or, well, on Shabbat, the way it's like this, Jackie, what it is for you, in other words, when you ask a guy to do something, if it would be usher daraita for you to do, then it's called, that's called shvus echad. That he's doing an, is, an isr that for you to do would be daraita. Here, if you would pour water into the urn on Yontif, that would be a darabonat. So you're asking the non-Jew to do something which even if you did was a darabonat. So that's like two darabonats. So maybe it should be mutter to ask, let's see, have I said something wrong here? Let's see. Um, so we're going to see if that's called Tzorachet Tzibur or not, Shiva. But first I want to explain what the issue is. The issue is, is this called Shvus de Shvus? Yes, it is called Shvus de Shvus. And Shvus de Shvus is Mutter B'mokam Mitzvah, right? Or B'mokam Tzaraguf, where the person's in pain. Now, the fact that there's no hot water for the uh, for the for the mishmar night or whatever it is. This way, I just invented the question. I don't know if that's what it was. Rabelsky doesn't believe that the lack of hot water is like oh, there's a big mitzvah. There needs to be coffee there. Okay, again, what the uh, what, what mitzvah is really being stopped from happening? Okay, so it's not the great yontif. It's not the great uh, mishmar night that we thought. Okay, so they had to bring out the cold drinks instead of the hot drinks. All right. Now, on Shabbos, of course, as I just mentioned before, there's two malachos that you're asking the guy to do. First of all, there's Havoras Aish. There's getting the element burning, because once the cold water comes in, that basically is a direct grumma for the thing to get hot and turn red hot. And then there's the water itself that's going to boil. That's two malachas you're asking the guy to do. Well, beyond if you're asking to do a malacha de Rabbonin. Now, you might want to say, um, well, what is the, let's look in the laws of speaking to a guy. If you look in Hilcha Shabbos, there is a sheet of the old, and it's the Ran. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, Avrami, how much water there is in there. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much water there is. You're right, Avrami is raising a point that maybe that even Rebelsky should admit that if it's it's not there's he's just adding water, so it's a it's a it's a step removed from actually really causing it to turn on. I'm not sure about that. The the way the question was phrased, that if you knew that that particular element was going to go on by your putting the water in there, it's not a drama anymore. Yeah, the the way the question was raised, um, to tell the goyish yamale mayim karim bedur chashmali biyotiv, um. Yeah, it does. It sounds what Avrami is saying is right that it's that, that there's maybe nothing in there. But I, I tend to agree with Michael that, that even if you just see that it's low, and you know they say, "Oh, tell Dennis to come in and pour the water in," or I forgot what the what the woman's name was right now, Vanessa, right? Um, anyway, the the lady. Um, anyway. So I think in both cases, I think Rabelsky would say it's wrong. But the problem is, the, the Rabelsky now is asking, what about the fact that in Shulchan Aruch it says, it brings here, the muter lomar le'eno Yehudi, Yeah, Avrami is saying if it's an immediate thing or not. I, he doesn't seem to say it's because it immediately turns on. Even it's it, it, it's a it might take a couple of minutes for it. I don't think it's because it's the immediacy of it. I don't think it's because it, it takes uh, a couple minutes more. I, I think it's 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 you know it's going to happen. You know this is what occurs. Um, so the act leads to it, no matter what. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could, you're right. You could compare it, Avrami, to, uh, uh, when you open a refrigerator that even though the, it may be, Avrami is saying when you open a refrigerator, it, if the fan doesn't turn on right away, you don't say that you've turned on the fan. Um, because, you know, it, even though it'll turn on a couple minutes later. Here, when you start pouring the water in, you know, that, if, that it's going to start this thing to, to heat up. It seems like, um, yeah. And I do a little more research on it. Right now, uh, the Ramo uh, Rabelsky, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, Sheila, it, 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 that's part of it. I, Avrami is saying even if it is a psikresha, uh, it's, does, it doesn't happen immediately. So maybe it's not a real paula that the guy is doing. He's like doing a grama pa'ula. So it's not like he's even doing a malacha de rabbanan at all. He's like, you know, he's, it's a Rube Goldberg thing that takes a while till it even becomes uh, heated up. That's what, I, what, I, what the Svar Avrami is saying. We know it's going to happen. She was correct. We know it's going to happen. And that's what Michael was saying as well. That if we know it's going to happen, it's not called a grama. But Avrami is saying there's something about the fact that it takes a while for it to occur, so it's not connected as innately with your action. I think that that's really the svar here. But what my Sarbelsky is saying, there are people going to tell you, hey, it says in Shulchan Aruch, you can have Goyim do stuff for you, even on Shabbos. But what does it say? Let's read what it says. Mutar leimer legoy, l'adak leiner, v'sunah Shabbos. Mishum nesvir leidem mutar, amir legoy. Afiyo b'malacha gemura, of course, that is Suda Shabbos, which is a little bit different than having the hot water. That's about the fact that you can't really have a Suda 
As we know, Chazal are telling us what a suda is supposed to be. It's supposed to be light in the room for the suda. And he quotes the Ran. Based on that Ran, the Ramal writes, Let's Especially if it isn't just a Shabbos meal, but if it's a bigger Shabbos meal, they're making a Sheva Brochus, or there's a Bris Mila, and, a, and, and there's the, the meal after the Bris Mila, the Sudas Mitzvah, besides Sudas Shabbos. The Ein Mocha Biyodam, nobody stops the Goyim from doing it, the Ramo says. This is the way people do. We tell the guy to do it. We don't, we don't even Maramas do him. We command him outright, go and turn the lights on, Luther. That was my, that was the, the Nochri in, in my show. Not Dennis, was Luther. So that's why I'm saying Luther. However, the Ramah himself writes that even though we know his people do it, he felt, and this was the Ramah writing in the 16th century, that you should not ask Goyim to come in and turn the lights on and be madlik neiros and do melochos daraisa because there's something going on in the shul. The so therefore, even though the Ramah brings it as the minhag, the Ramah is against it. So therefore, Rebelski says, So you don't want to set up a situation like that. In other words, it's one thing if it occurs. Uh-oh, the, 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 the lights went out in shul, and they're having a sheva brachas downstairs. Call Dennis. It's something else where we know the water is going to go out, and we figure, yeah, we'll call him in. And that's true. That's what we've been talking about, Yonatan. We're talking about having the people work there and telling them to do stuff for us. So it's, it's, it's different when we're asking them, knowing the water is going to run out, and no, hey, we'll call Denison and he'll pour some cold water in. Rakam nizdame. And even that the Ramah is not happy with. In the case of the Ran that the Ramah quotes, it was a case where, you know, uh, it occurred. So if it occurred, okay, call the Goyen and tell him directly. You don't have to be Maramas then. And this goes to Sheila's point. Ain't kan tzorach mitzvah, o tzorach gadol. Don't try to say, oh, this is a big mitzvah. We need hot water. Uh, it's a big tzorach. Shari afim yeisham rabim. Oh, there's so many people in shul. What are they going to drink? Okay. We should have done a better job preparing. Efshu lahachen kum kum yoyser gadol. Sheyaspech lukulam. We should have got even a bigger dude. What are you going to say? Oh, the, the urns all got out of water? We should have done better planning. The ain't Zebraani. JC might give you some uh, debate on this. But the point is, we're supposed to, we're not supposed to be cheap. You know, in other words, okay, you know, you have a lot of people coming to show. Don't, don't, don't have these small urns or even bigger urns that need to be filled. Have something bigger that's going to, to, that's going to last. That you're not you're not going to have to um, turn put fill it up with cold water having the guy doing that. Now, um, and as he says, the Ramo writes in Hilchos Shabbos that even though the Ran says it, it's got to be a tzayrakodol, and the Mishnah Bura says 
Mishabura quotes the Shla HaKadosh, and I guess he is always from the Shla, that even if you say it's Tzerakadol, don't tell the Goy Beferish to do it. And the Bach and the Mogan Avram say on the Ramah, the Ein Mocha Biyadam. What does the Ramah say? No one stops them. What does that mean? That means that the Rav needs to know his community. And if the community's already gotten set into doing this, you're probably going to lose. You, you're going to lose this battle, and maybe lose a lot of battles down the road. And what does that mean? That's the svara of that mutav yushogigim value may see them. If they already gotten used to this thing, we always call the guy. We call the guy. Call the guy. Okay. So that's why, even though you're the rav and you know better, what you're supposed to do, realize that you're not going to win this. They're, they, in their mind, it's for sure mutter. And if you show them the sources inside, they're still not going to understand it or not want to understand it. And then they're going to be called mezidim. So that's what it means, ain mochebiyodam. Let them do it because you're not going to convince them. Now, here gets into a little bit of what uh, of Ramein Shilu was saying. The ain lomar, shakan, hare loyomar mamish lugoy lachabos as menores habikores. Aren't you, you're not telling him Hey, I, I want you to pour, I want you to cause that red light to go out. Or, hey, Dennis, I want you to, to cause the, the, the element to become uh, blazing hot. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's, that's, that is Avrami the Chiddush of, of, of the Bach and the Mogan Avram. Ein moche biyodam didn't that that's the way they learn Ein Mocha Biyodam. Right? And Ein Mocha Biyodam means that it's not worthwhile being Mocha. But, but really, if you could, if you'd be running a community the way you should, you should be able to teach them. But now we get into the other point that we had been speaking about earlier, which is um, what about the fact that uh, you're not telling him to do the malocha, you tell him to pour water. And the Nochri, when he does it, he doesn't understand the mechanism, the way Ravbelsky, the, the, the engineer, understood it and explained it to us. So, even if psikresha is going to happen, but you don't know it's going to happen, you can tell a guy to do. If the guy doesn't realize the, uh, the what will happen, so the goy isn't being told to do the malacha. He's being told to just put water in. Why? The whole issue of Amir Lagoy is when it's a true malacha with a dabr shemiskaven. Over here, the guy's, in the guy's mind, all that's going on is putting water in a bowl. Not all these other aspects to it. And, and he quotes here the Mogan Avram, and therefore, Yeshua Hatar Amira Kazoo. So this is sort of what, we, what, what some of the people here in the Shir were saying earlier. So he says, Mize Koza Enoemis. It's not really true. Because if you look at the Mishnah Bura over there in Hilcha Shabbos, that he writes, Shulchan Aruch wrote, No again, Shahainim Yehudim, Motsim Hakderos, Minatanurim. 
that what ha- this is a different uh, place in Shulchan Aruch, a Simon Reish Nun Gimel. Before, we were talking about Reish Ayin Vov. One of the problems, by the way, in learning uh, Amir Nachri and doing is that it's in a couple of different places in Shulchan Aruch. So in Reish Nun Gimel, we, when we did Shulchan Aruch, we, we had this problem as well. That's not all it contained in one place. But in Reish Nun Gimel, which is earlier than Reish uh, Ayin, or is that Reish Ayin Vav? The halach we saw before was Reish Ayin Vav, um, almost 20 uh, simonim earlier. What does it say? No again, Sha'enam Yehudim, Motsiyan Akderos Menatanurim. That the goyim come and take the pots out of the ovens, shematmina behem that we did atmana on, right? And the atmana was okay since we did the atmana on erev Shabbos, but the goyim come on Shabbos and take them out of the oven and put them by the potbelly stove, the taner beisachorif, or they put it on top of the oven. And that, and what happens? And it becomes really hot. Why? Because the, then the maid shows up and turns the potbelly stove on because that was her job to do. You told her to do that uh, during the weekday. And that's how the hatmana really just keeps them not so hot. But then the goyim, you have, like, like you have a whole pr- progression here. One guy takes the pot out and puts it right by the uh, the, the 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 potbelly stove, and then the maid, and then the other woman, the maid comes, and this is her job to turn the potbelly stove on, and she's been she isn't told to do that, but she knows every night she puts that on to create heat, and that's what she does even on on, on Friday night, but th- so this combination now creates a beautiful hot meal with the stuff that was put on there. So the Mishnah Brewer writes, in that case, That's only because what the maid turns on is this heating stove. And it's usually never meant to cook things. Even though the, the maid who turns the oven on What's the maid doing it for? That's her job. Every night she gets paid for the week to turn the, the heat on in the building. So the fact that she might notice that the first guy put the food there, that's, that's, that's not in her intent. She's miscaving to heat the house, not to cook the food that's on there. But he says, but the types of, of ovens, these English English ovens, they might heat the area, but everybody knows you cook on it. That's an Isra Gomer. Even though the first guy does it before the second guy shows up. Now here's the point of the, the Rebelski. The Mishnah Brewer writes, the Vadai Kavanas Yehudi we know what the, the woman the woman understands what's going on they're not stupid they understand that this is a way to cook the food that the first guy put on there 
Harewan. Shadabar Shadarko Lamalochazu. When you see this is sort of a pattern that you create, you don't say, oh, they're not thinking about this. When, when this becomes standard, and this is the way you run your shul, then you know the guy understands what it's about to. The same way the Mishaburah says, the second guy figures that out. He says, they, I was in a situation like this, and they wanted to send the guy to say it's a psych ratio, the guy doesn't know what he's doing, the guy doesn't understand it. And they said the guy doesn't understand what a mahal malacha works, and it's an miskaven, and therefore it's not considered amira directly, it's bachlal, not amira lenachri, and we don't have to come on to say it's not a mitzvah. But he says, when I, when I ask the guy, the Goy gets it. The Goy understands clearly that this is going to heat the water and this is cooking. The people who ran the shul, that Rebelsky was there and getting being asked the question, they thought. Can everybody please boot? Yeah, I just did it. The chashuvim shayusham, the people running the shul, you think Dennis understands, you think Vanessa understands. She's not Vanessa, I forgot her name. But anyway, the point is, she's a very nice woman. I think it's Vanessa. But anyway, do they think they understand? They're just, they're just like, yeah, they're just like robots. Yeah, put the water in, get the water in. It's their job. They understand exactly what's going on. They got a pride in it as well. Not only did they understand what they were doing. They understood that the machers in the shul think that they're idiots. They were, I guess, talking. I don't know what he means in their language. <laughs> Maybe they were job talking. I don't know exactly what he means. I guess they were, they were talking Yiddish, they were talking English, or they were talking jive or Ebonics. I don't know. But anyway, the point is, I know this is politically incorrect. Well, on the JEC, they'd be talking Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> is that is she Portuguese, uh, Vanessa? Um, Stella. Stella. Stella Stella was, yeah. Stella's Portuguese. Yeah. So anyway, Hagoyim <laughs> They were saying, they were joking about these presidents. They think we're so stupid. They think all we're doing is like, we don't know what's going on. It's like each group, the, the people who run the show have this dismissive attitude towards the Goyim, who they see as just these, these robots that just don't understand anything. <laughs> each one thinks the other group is, is, is right, which is, makes a chil Hashem as well. The truth was, these people who ran the show were the ones who were mistaken. <laughs> the, 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 the Stellas, the Dennis's, 
They were the ones that understood that what they were doing was to heat up the water and to get the water hot. And maybe they even understood what was going on inside of the, uh, of the, uh, of the urn. Yes, all right. As spoken by, I don't want to say spoken by one of the board, the board members of the show. Why? Listen to Ravelsky. Oh, the tzaddik. Ninety-nine percent of the time, yeah, the goyim don't understand what we're asking them. The goyim don't get it. Ninety-nine percent of the time, those people are making a mistake. Anyway, but that's enough on this Indian. He says, "Vashar, moving may love, save dover in Suffolk, shahagoy." He knows what it means when the cold water goes in there. He knows it's going to start the 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 whatever it is the the engine inside the urn to start up, and he also understands how hot it's going to get on this lie. Now, if you do need, again, everybody's, there's a, there's a mutiny. We need hot water here. Okay. And we know, as we said before, it's a psik ratio, like Sheila said. You've got to ask, I don't know. You've got to get Stella's granddaughter to come. You've got to really feel that the people who are you're asking don't really hop what it is you're going. So tomorrow we'll talk about uh, uh, raising the temperature uh, and, and raising the flame on the oven. But that was a lot. That was more fun, more fun than I could. If I could just take it back, if I could just take it back a step. So the assumption here, the, the Havamina, and of course he, he blows it all away, but Havamina is that Shana Miskavin is referring to the Goy who's actually doing the work. I want to take it back a step. I would think that it still refers to the Jew who's doing the Amira. And certainly the, even the Havamina would never apply because the Jew is definitely being the Chave. Right, right. right. But, but, but he, but, but, but he tines that when the Goy's Pu'ula is a, is a pool of Eina Machavin, it makes it even less. In other words, it's like the Goy is your Shliach and the Goy is you, in a way, the Rabbanon. And that's what Chazal say. So if the Goy did a Rabbanon, right? Or if the Goy did a Melech HaShem Miskavin, so on that, you want to say that the Din of Amir Lenochri doesn't apply. Because... So should you use a child? I, based on what Rabelsky says, I, I, I would say like this. I think if Rabelsky over Shalom would come back to life, he would say, this shul did it wrong. They should have had a bigger urn. They shouldn't have had to come on to it. But if it's obviously, as he writes here in the last line, if they are really pushing it, you know, they should, they should probably get someone right. Probably, oh, 
a, a, a human child, you mean, a Jewish child, I'm sorry. I no, that, or a Goyish child. <laughs> a Goyish a Goyish child or a Goy that doesn't understand would be the best. But I think he's, yeah. I think he's again, if you read the Psaac carefully, he seems to be against the whole thing. And it's, as we said, and we used to say in yeshiva language, tough noogies on the shul, they didn't have the coffee uh, to go with the, uh, the, 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 the mishmar. Uh, I say maybe they'll think about canceling the Mishmar anyway and learn more during Shavuos during the day anyway. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.